Hold on to your butts. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Reviewed Movie Podcast. I am Ivan Kander, and as always, I am joined by my two handsome, intrepid co-hosts, Dave Glanz and Mike Morandi. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, hello gentlemen. gentlemen. And this is the podcast where we talk about classic movies from a modern cinematic context. And on today's episode, we are going to be going whole hog and discussing the Indiana Jones trilogy. But before we do that, I wanted to say this is the first stop with the Foley sound effects. <laughs> Continue. Carry okay. on. If this is the first time you're listening to this show, you can find us on the web at reviewedpodcast.com, at facebook.com slash reviewedpodcast, and you can email us at contact at reviewedpodcast.com. Okay, so without further ado, let's get right down into it. Let's discuss the Indiana Jones trilogy. The trilogy. The trilogy as a whole. Well, not each individual film, but this overall, and, and perhaps hitting... What's that? Was there a trailer? It's uh, playing right now. Oh, I'm sorry. And the trailer is going to start now. There are some treasures that should be left buried. Some artifacts better left undisturbed. And some you've been waiting years to open. At last, the complete adventures of Indiana Jones arrives on DVD. Dr. Jones Jr. Indiana Jones. Right. From legendary filmmakers George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. And starring Harrison Ford comes this extraordinary four-disc collection, which includes all three films. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Now, you can experience each of these epic adventures like you've never seen them before. So, the question, there's three movies. Are we going to do three trailers, or are we going to do... No, uh, I believe <laughs> there was a compilation of a trailer when they released them all on DVD. Uh-huh. That's so what I, we just heard. That, that Now that makes sense, because that is what I totally That's what heard. you just yeah. listened to. I just listened to that. <laughs> okay, so let's get into this. I, I, there's a lot of places that we could start. Obviously, the Indiana Jones trilogy is a, a is a cultural touchstone, and I say trilogy because we're not going to be discussing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull no. on this show, uh, just because uh, you know it's just not worth our time, really. No. But um, <laughs> this is a cultural touchstone. It was created by George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. It was the first one was uh, written by uh, Lawrence Kasdan, mm-hmm. who uh, also wrote uh, Empire Strikes Back, right? Or uh, or directed uh, is it just a big uh, person. Nerd. He's a big person. <laughs> he's a big person. <laughs> he's he's a, like twenty feet tall. He's huge. Well, it takes a big person to make three movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, this film, with these films, you know, had a profound effect on movie going, on action filmmaking, on on kids growing up in the eighties, on pretty much the way we view adventure movies. And uh, there's no denying that you know. Harrison Ford is a humongous star. Steven Spielberg is an A-list director. So this is the kind of film series that kind of changes cinema. So there's no doubt that they're all very important. But when we to start this off, Mike, who has seen no movies ever, ever, has somehow managed to make it through this lifetime. Yeah, with- thirty-two years of experience without ever having seen any of the movies. Exactly. Um, I would like to pause here. For two reasons. First of all, I want to tip my hat to Dave. He just created some uh, bacon-infused bourbon, and uh, it's pretty good. No, thanks. I just took a sip, and that was fantastic. More importantly, 
I want to take a little go a little off script here. Mm-hmm. First time ever, we're gonna have a little exercise, and we can cut this out. The, the time writing. I would like you guys to write down the order in which you prefer these movies. Oh, all right. And then we you can mean go like a, like what, how we like them? Yeah, favorite to least favorite. Um, and for people that are listening, obviously you're listening. This is an audio show, so we're, um, we're gonna cut that out. But hey, while you're at home, do the same thing. This is you guys can do it at home too. So let's we just, uh, we are. Uh, Writing down on a piece of paper mm-hmm. our order of preference of these movies. Yeah, Mike has three pens. He's very prepared. Yeah, very prepared. I was tearing paper before. I'm not sure you guys heard me. It's a little loud. <laughs> the, uh, the, now, obviously, the three movies that we're talking about are Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first in the series, the second being The Temple of Doom, and the third being The Last Crusade. So those are the three that we're addressing. The first movie, Raiders of the Lost Ark, is the original. It features Indiana Jones recovering the Lost Ark of the Covenant in 1936. Uh, the second movie is Temple of Doom, which actually in chronology takes place prior to Raiders of the Lost Ark. It takes place in 1935 with Indiana Jones recovering one of the lost the lost Saqqara stones and de- dealing with a thuggy cult in India. Yeah. And the third film, uh, Last Crusade, takes place later, I believe 1938. Uh, and it takes place with, uh, again, featuring uh, Nazis. Uh, and then their goal Everyone's to... Rec- favorite villain. To recover the Holy Grail. So uh, those are the three basic premises. Uh, premisi? Premi? Premi. Premi. Premises? And the... Uh, Premi. And, you know, Indiana Jones, our intrepid archaeologist and hero, gets in various hijinks. So I think that's the best way to kind of encapsulate this. So how, do, how does this work, Mike? Do you want me to hand you my sheet? Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Let's go through. <laughs> this is Ivan Dave. Okay. Very good. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Ivan, very interesting. Do we, very interesting. <laughs> Do we get A's or B's? Uh, oh, you're going to get grades. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so, okay. So Dave submitted his secret ballot. Mm-hmm. Dave's order was Raiders first, mm-hmm. Crusade second, mm-hmm. and then Temple of Doom mm-hmm. as third. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dave. Hang okay. on to that. Thank you. Ivan rates Raiders of the Lost Ark first. Obviously. Temple of Doom second. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Last Crusade last. Mm. This is interesting. This is pretty mm. much... And so as you can see here, the way I've rated the movies, I have uh, Last Crusade first. Oh, we're Raiders. all different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders second. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up in third, which you all forgot on your list, is uh, Feces. So like actual poop. <laughs> and then below that is Temple of Doom. Oh. Or Temple oh. of Doo-Doo. Oh my God, wow. Temple of long, Doom. Well, that was the longest uh, setup for a joke ever. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wanted to see, because I, I was curious to see, because it seems like everyone has a different opinion on the order of these. Well, and I mean, this, this, might, this whole podcast might be might be me giving an impassioned defense of why Temple of Doom is actually better than Last Crusade. My God, mm. I can't even believe you said that. Uh, As a man mm-hmm. of cinema. But, um, mm. but you know, you know, I'm going to get to Dave in a second because Dave, I'm guessing, has such a passionate bond with this these movies. I, I, picture, I picture Dave as a <laughs> I child. shaping Dave as a child. I, yeah, child they, Dave running around with a whip. Exactly. I picture childhood Dave with the cap and the whip running around. Like This is undoubtedly the most important movies ever for you. So I'm going to turn to Mike (laughs) Mike and say, viewing this now as an adult who didn't have the formative experience of watching these as a kid. Yes. What do you think of Indiana Jones? I I wish I had seen this movie as a kid because I would have, I let's, I want to preface it by saying I did enjoy the movies. Um, obviously some more than others. Um, but man, as a kid, man, I would have been running around the yard with a fedora and a whip all over the place. I feel like I missed out on being a boy because I didn't have like, Indiana Jones as a role model in any sense of the word. Like, it's that is a, a huge opportunity I missed. Like, Boyhood Mike really could have used some time running around with a whip and solving temples and stealing treasure and all that stuff. Um, and it was fun. The movies are fun. Like, I definitely wasn't going into it expecting 
anything like heavy or deep uh i was expecting something along the lines of maybe star wars kind of thing where it's like there's some fun there's a lot of action and and I, I got that i think there were a lot all three movies are very fun they're they're entertaining you're going on an adventure and it, obviously it really appeals to young boys i think like you can't go into this movie as an adult looking at it through an adult lens because then you're going to start being like, well, wait a second. How did you survive a raft drop from a helicopter into like things like that? You got to just go and enjoy it for the ride. And I did. It's it's a good time. Um, I think Crusade, I feel like, is the is I think the best paced. I'm going to just go through very quickly. Yeah, the yeah points sure. on all three of these. I think Crusade is the, is paced the best. I think it has the it has the most polish. I think it has the most like forethought. There's I think it's probably the deepest of the three movies as far as I'm concerned. Um, Raiders is, is good. I feel like Raiders is kind of like the first movie, so maybe they were... Uh, and I'm curious, how how far into Spielberg's career was this? Uh, 81, so, so it was like... This Draws is, was 75, and that was his This is when Amblin is like the thing man mm-hmm. yeah he's a he's a he's a he's a big time director this this, this kind of sealed okay. the deal on spielberg as like yeah, a legendary director wow. raiders I, I would say because i feel like raiders is good but i still feel like it it, it lacks a certain polish it's like a little it, little a couple of bits and pieces here but again I'm, I'm nitpicking um and then it almost seems to me like raiders was such a big success that they're like okay let's make a second movie um and i feel like with like so many 80s movies we're talking about beverly hills cop kind of suffers from the same thing where like they kind of just make the second movie an exaggerated version of the first movie Mm -hmm. and it it, i cannot tell you the last time i saw a movie and i hated it as much as i hated temple of doom wow to the point it was like borderline unwatchable like toward the end i was just i kept checking the clock like my god how much more do i have to sit through this kind of just fast forward like Mm. i hated it and we'll get into it later but i absolutely hated that in what order did you watch these movies uh, in non so Raiders first, like mm-hmm. the trilogy order. Okay. Raiders first, Temple of Doom second. Okay. And I'm like, oh my god, I hope I hope Last Crusade is better than that. Okay. <laughs> and then I was actually, oh, this yeah. is here we go. Okay, good. I don't have to hate this series. This is this is very good. I finished out on a good mm-hmm. note. So, um, yeah, Dave, take it away. What, what are your what are your thoughts on the trilogy? Well, for, I want to start this off by showing you guys a picture of me in front of the Sphinx, oh, dressed I? as Indiana wait, Jones. Wait, 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 Dave, can you send me this so I can post oh it? Oh my God. Excuse <laughs> me, I have to step away from the mic. I need to look at this. Um, I don't know if anyone really cares out there in this thing, but you need to see this picture. It's it's everything that I've ever expected. I have a goatee. My hair is, is grown out at that point. I was 21. Black fedora. I was 21. Uh, apparently, I didn't care that anybody that saw me said, this guy thinks he's Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I had a camera bag with a strap. It's not, not a satchel. It's a camera bag. but I mean, it's anyway. it's a modern day satchel. So that should tell you something about my relationship <laughs> with Indiana Jones. I, I made, uh, when I first started to become interested in making movies, I I, uh, I took my, I went out, I had a paper route. I went out and bought a VHS camera. And I, with my friend, uh, went out and made little Indiana Jones adventure movies Uh in places you weren't supposed to to be filming, like on top of school roofs and ladies' dressing uh, room, and, and la- yes, the ladies' dressing rooms, exactly. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, so I, I still have one that I made on VHS somewhere, uh, but uh, we're gonna have to wait for that because I never got around to digitizing it. But um, so I had I think, seen. I think it's okay. <laughs> so I had seen Raiders of the Lost. So so going back, I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark. I was probably seven or eight. It was on HBO. It was one of those movies that my my parents were like oh should we let him see this is this something we could do it'll keep him busy and and uh it, it really left uh and you know left an imprint it really kind of stayed with me i was like wow this is the coolest thing uh, you know <laughs> what i mean I, it, I it was all star wars all space movies and star wars for me up until that point mm. and this was kind of a new new territory i didn't really watch a lot of westerns and this is these movies are obviously kind of uh this character is of indiana jones is kind of a of a 
of a would you, a mix of all these different kind of archetypes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like like pulp, the pulp, uh, pulp fiction, pulp, and pulp, like, pulp uh, heroes, right? Pulp heroes like, and the, cowboys, the detective, yeah. the detective, um, you know, film lore detective, yeah, the, right, the west, yeah, the western yeah. uh, hero with the hat. Um, you know, the professor, uh, the wise learned professor. Yeah, which is even like an archetype in some of those the man movies. with a whip, which we won't even get into. Right. Um, that's, and, that's, uh, a, that's a weird one. So you know, he was. This was right around the time. I, I guess I saw it right when Temple of Doom was coming out. I suppose because that that was, like, came on on HBO relatively. I, I feel like I saw them both kind of close to each other, and I remember Temple of Doom really leaving like a mark, like a. You know, there were there are scenes in Temple of Doom that really can really scar you if you're like yeah, eight years old yeah. and you're, you're watching, scary watching the movie. Three, I think, yeah. especially uh, in that day and age when you don't see as much violence as as, as you do probably yeah. now. You know, um, so that really left a, mar- a mark. But by the time Last Crusade came out, I, I think I was old enough to well, I was 13. Um, that same year as Batman, and I remember those two movies kind of competing at the summer box office, and I was totally on Team Indiana Jones. I mean, it was like Batman, Indiana Jones, Batman, which movie's uh, better with. Jack Nicholson, with the Jack Nicholson one, right? Wait, and, uh, Last Michael Crusade in that movie was the same, same year, year nineteen eighty nine. Oh my god! Um, okay, but uh, Last Crusade was probably for a long time my favorite because it was, like you said, it was clearly the most polished and the most, um, you know, there's the most uh, clearly defined kind of character arc in that in that movie. I would say for Indiana Jones, yeah, uh, yeah, and um, you know, it's the, probably the most emotional of of the three. Uh, but since then, going back and rewatching uh, these three movies, Raiders is, is gradually just overtook it and over, over time just because of the wow. way okay. how well oiled of a, of a machine it is in my opinion when you, when you watch that movie you're like they didn't mess up at all it's like they, they took out anything that was bad they, they kind of took out except for maybe some of the dialogue there's some dialogue that's a little clunky i would say yeah, yeah. but back then I, I feel like you know people must have been saying well this is amazing it's like the chemistry between these two leads is amazing that this is a new kind of movie this is like uh, star wars but you know set in pre-World War II, uh, Africa, uh, you know, globetrotting guy all over the place. I mean, we haven't seen a character like this mm. uh, with this on, on this scale before because these uh, old pulp uh, movies weren't necessarily the biggest budget movies. You know, they weren't Casablanca. They were yeah. kind of movies where they made a whole bunch of them and, you know, you would see these serial movies and, and uh, it was like a new one every few months, I guess. So um, anyways, that's basically my kind of background with Indiana Jones. I mean, I, and in watching these again, it's been a while since I've sat down and watched them all the way through. Uh, I, I still would put Raiders at the top. My experience with Temple of Doom was that, um, you know, I still, I feel like that's when they made Indiana Jones. He wasn't really Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I mean, he, that was the name of his character, but he wasn't kind of this iconic thing. Well, the movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark. The second right. one is Indiana Jones. Right, and right. Doom. And uh, Temple of Doom, it was like he had, at, at that point, even if after a couple of years, become a little bit iconic. And uh, so they, they kind of play that up in the movie. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, But at the same time, they just they just kind of go all out with kind of lots of weird stuff, which I have kind of a little respect for because... Um, you're like it, it was almost like they could just do whatever they want on Temple of Doom. You know, they're like, yeah, let's let's. It yep. can be a little bit racist. Let's be a little bit racist. Let's, Sexist? You know, why not? Be a little bit racist. Yeah, okay. so, so, wait, you you said you'd like to make a musical, Steven Spielberg? You make a musical. <laughs> yeah, it, it, even if it's just for five minutes, that's fine. And then uh, by the time they got to the Last Crusade, it was like I think they had realized that Temple of Doom really was sucked it up. Well, in your opinion, sucked it up, but most wow. mo- and most people, most people, it was a popular movie, but. I think most people and critics uh, didn't really love Temple of Doom, yeah. and uh, so Last Crusade, uh, even even today, is considered you know a, a big step up. I think for most people, and I think you're going to argue 
otherwise. Yeah, no, Ivan. Now your turn, Ivan. <laughs> how cur- dare I, you? And I know there's a there's how a, dare you? There's a big group. I've read that people, Temple of Doom has has kind of had a resurgence in recent years. People, <sighs> well, the way people view it. And, well, uh, um, okay, and maybe I, you can. Well, I mean, obviously these movies are intrinsically related to childhood, like right. you were talking right. about. Yeah. Um, and the, I mean, I have a bias with Temple of Doom because this was the only one of the trilogy we actually owned on VHS. So it was the one I've seen the most by far. Um, and there are tons of flaws with that movie, but I can I, I give it credit over Last Crusade because I think it's a more ambitious movie. Hmm. Um, but let's get into my general thoughts in all three of this series. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is a perfect action movie. That's why it's the best of the series. I think the I don't think the series gets any better than the opening sequence in that temple with the idol and the the um, the, the the rolling the boulder. The boulder. Yeah, I would argue it was the the truck scene, the truck chase. But you know, the, but the fact that there are two scenes in that movie that you could argue it doesn't get like any better from an action perspective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but these are such boy movies, and I know that seems sexist in a certain way. But gosh, it's so meant to appeal but to I boys. Mean, yeah, it's, that's the audience. You know, there's, a, there's something to be said for tomb, that. The, yeah. the idea of tomb raiding and going to cool temples and traveling to wild locations and being the, this cool lead character. The, 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 Getting the girl. Yeah, the Indiana Jones character was envisioned as James Bond as an American. Right. This idea that what would James Bond look like if he was, you know, from the U.S.? He would mm. be this gruff, really cool he's guy. The West, he's the Western version of James Bond. And this idea that he's not yeah, super yeah. smart. He gets into a lot of trouble and he has to get out of it. Like, he screws up a lot, which I think is yeah, an interesting yeah, yeah. aspect of the Indiana Jones character as well. But, okay, so Raiders has this thing where I think it's just a really well-done adventure action movie. Temple of Doom has a ton of flaws, but I think it's also very interesting how dark they're willing to go. And I also mm. think it has one of the best set pieces of the entire series, which is the mind chase sequence. Mm. And I think that mind chase mm. sequence is better mm. than anything in Last Crusade. Mm. Um, but my issue with Last Crusade is... I have to disagree there. <laughs> yeah. Here's my issue with Last Crusade. So... They make this movie Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then they go way off left field. They really basically F with their fans by making Temple of Doom. They do they things sure that, that that would piss a lot of people off. And you could go into the cultural history of why this is. Both uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were in a, a very difficult part of their lives. They had just both had gone through divorces. They were well, really I think Spielberg actually hadn't, but he was in a difficult. He was on his way because well, George Lucas. Had, both yeah. were just mm-hmm. going through emotional stuff. They they probably pushed it farther than they needed to yeah. by far. But the third movie feels like such a a, sycoph- a sycophantic like. Pleading fan service, maybe. Yeah, it's fan service. The third movie is essentially the same movie as the first. Like it's almost identical structurally. They they're they're using the same milieu, the same villains. They uh, it feels like everything in the third movie is just them redoing everything from the no first way. movie. No, uh, and and I I don't find the dynamic between him and Sean Connery. I find it cheesy more than funny. No, and, come on. Man. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> I, I, that, hurt, that one hurt to hear. I, I, I'm with Dave on I that mean, one. I mean, I just, I, there's elements I really like about Last Crusade. I just, and I also feel like the, there's so much, it's like they, uh, they tried to give us, they tried to give us so much what we want that it's not exactly what we need. It's almost like Last Crusade. <laughs> Last Crusade was made for fanboys in the sense that fanboys always say like, oh, this is what we should have done. This is what we should do. But fanboys should not be in charge of anything. And mm. when they are, you get Last Crusade because Last Crusade feels like frosting to me. Mm. It's like they want only the best part of the cake. But then if you eat a lot of frosting, you end up getting sick. And that's what you get with Last Crusade. That's no. my take on no. it. See, for me, no. Last Crusade is more like you went to a restaurant and the meal wasn't so good. And the chef's like, come back. I'm, I'm going to cook this again. It's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it palatable for you. We're going to make some Miranda doesn't walk out. Well, I think Temple of Doom does a lot of exceedingly interesting things. Um, And 
I like its exploration into uh, intense misogyny. I thought it oh. was very interesting. <laughs> Let, uh, okay, okay. Let, let's let's, okay, so, let's, no, let's no. compare and contrast heroines in the no, three no, 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 no. Okay, let, where let, to start? This is a very good point. Let me talk about why Temple, the, the the horrible aspects of Temple of Doom that you cannot overlook. One, it has the worst female character of all three movies. Yeah, Willie, by far, Willie, of all time in cinema. <laughs> well, no, no. Willie may be the most <laughs> annoying character. Ever. Worthless, played annoying. By Kate, played by Kate Capshaw, right? Who became Steven Spielberg's wife? Yes. Um, oh, and oh, and, she, and it's it's just it's such a big step down from from uh, Marion Ravenwood, the, exactly. Marion Ravenwood, who's the oh, heroine. Because she was great. Raven. And the other right, the, right. the other major issue which you touched upon, Dave, is Temple of Doom is is more than a little bit racist. Yeah. It basically <laughs> makes everyone from India look like heathens. That eat monkey brains, either right. idiots or uh, heathens or or cultists, or one yeah, of the three, or human sacrificial cultists. Right, right. But I feel like there's a lot of one. I here's what I like about Temple of Doom. Why I think it's I think it's an interesting movie, and I think it's more interesting than Last Crusade. And that's why I it I like it better. One, I like that the setting feels different. Mm-hmm. I feel like Last Crusade. And Raiders of the Lost Ark, they both end up in the desert. They both mm. end up in the the Middle East and the desert. Mm. And I feel like like the tank sequence at Last Crusade feels so synonymous with the truck sequence mm-hmm. in Raiders oh, of the so Lost Ark. It's so much better. There's so much different mechanics to it. it I, just, I like it much better. I feel like a lot of that stuff just kind of hits those the, the Nazi, even the Nazis. It just like it feels like we're hitting a lot of the same notes. It's the no. ultimate film. Well, Temple of Doom can't argue with it. You are hitting a lot of the same notes. Yeah. But Temple of Doom, we get. A new villain, we get an unconventional type of villain. We get an unconventional setting for mm-hmm. adventure, especially for adventure movies. We don't normally see this kind of uh, thing in movies. I think you get a lot of, I, you get the mind chase sequence, which I think is great. And I'm going to put a, in a defense for Short Round. I really like the character of Short Round. Uh, I he, wanted to like that and, character. And, and here's, why I li- here's why I like Short Round. As a kid, all you want to do is hang out with Indiana Jones, and they found kind of that proxy for you. Like, and, and they, <laughs> but, and but you're they, already ha- if you're watching the movie, you're already hanging out with them. Yeah. And, like, you're not but, playing cards with them. Fair but enough. They, but. but they and they do it in a way where you know there's this idea of a grown man hanging out with an Asian man child, like his Asian oh boy, child, yeah. child boy, which which ostensibly seems really creepy, but they do it in a way where he feels like a, like a legitimately like a yeah. healthy yeah. father figure, mm. and I really dig that relationship and. I all, and I love how that how Temple of Doom is so like is so uh, is is basically trying to be like the eight year old boy that holds a worm in front of like a little girl's face. Like it's all about really <laughs> trying to gross you out. Yeah. Like yeah. a, every sequence is like like the bug sequence is mm. the grossest thing ever. But yeah. it's gross in a way like that as a as a boy that you like maniacally are into it. Like yeah, 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 it's yeah. almost it, like Calvin and Susie. Yes, and right, exactly. Right, right, right. And, and and I think that that's what they're tapping into. They're tapping into that really. At, it's totally adolescent, but it works for me. <laughs> and that's the same thing with the heart ripping out right. and all that kind of stuff. So, so that's he, my he, defense against Temple he, of Doom. But my, my big my, one of my big criticisms um, about really mostly about the first movie because the second two I don't think do the same thing, but. But the first movie, Indiana Jones doesn't really need to be there. In fact, only so he discovers the real location of the. Um, You're talking. Right? Well, we're talking, this going is back to Raiders. Yeah, we're going back to Raiders. Right. And, That's, sorry, I may not have said that. Uh, I'll let you go one second. But there's this predominant theory <laughs> on the internet that. Indiana Jones is superfluous to the plot of Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's what you're talking about, right? Right. Or at least, uh, well, or, or at, least, at least to the I ending mean, of the movie. Right, exactly. The the yeah, movie he didn't do really anything to, to right. end the movie. He doesn't save the day, right? Right, he could have, which he could have done easily by convincing them, like, hey, maybe you want to open that thing up and take a look before you bring <laughs> it to... Which, does he actually do? I think no, he mentioned no, it. he does not. No. Oh, no, someone else mentioned Someone else that says, no. I think it's actually Belloc. He's like, we should probably open this up before we go forward. Right. All he had to do to change that is he convinces them to open it up, like, early. 
Right. And then you're like, oh, there you go. He saved the day. He was smarter than them, right? Yeah. And in the second movie, he does do that. And he, you know, he kind of takes the reins and saves everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third movie, same thing. I feel like he, you know, he 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 does actionable like well, like, the third movie, he's things. yeah, he's the guy that has to get through the the trials. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that, that's one of the reasons why I like the third better than the first. Um, um, yeah. So that's just something I think that like you know, cause I, I, and I think that yeah, the first movie is. I think if you look at the three of them and you kind of align them, you say, well, the first movie was good in in so far as like, it, it's a better movie when you look at the time period it came out and, and everything that was going for it at that year and the fact that it was the first of many things. If you look at all those things, you tally up all those points, I think it's better. It, it, it's probably gets more points in more categories, but I think as far as being a better story, you have a lot more like this parallels is better. You know, there's depth with him and his father. There are themes that come back at later in the movie, whereas mm-hmm. I feel like the first one is less has less theme, less things going oh, on behind definitely. the scenes. More, it's really more of just like, it's a pure action, whereas the third right. one had some more, right. more and, stuff. And, and if you're looking for, um, like, uh, like, a, like a, like a, I, I, I almost could tell before we were um, going to do this podcast that I felt like you were going to like Last Crusade the Best just watching it again because it does have those kind of like very uh, moral themes about, you know, Indiana Jones is clearly a character who at the beginning, I mean, has like, a, okay, so I'm a guy who doesn't have a good relationship with my dad. And then by the end of the movie, he does have a good relationship with his yeah, dad, right? Yeah, and he does, morals, and it's like, and it's like he's dis- he's kind of rediscovered something about himself in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think he does a little bit, but it's a little it's a little more. And I and it, it sounds a little condescending to say, but it, it's like a little more subtle in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He's not he's not um, there's not his relationship with Marion uh, changes a little bit over the course of that movie, right? You know, they they uh, they were estranged, obviously, or they mm. you know they had this young fling or something. We we don't yeah. know too much about their relationship. By the end of the movie, by by the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, you know, Indy has kind of like, uh, and I was having trouble like, what has really happened to Indiana Jones in this movie? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, he he kind of saved the world in in a way. You know, he you know he went on this adventure. Um, by the end of the movie, he's maybe had a, like a little. He's resigned himself to accepting that uh, he can't necessarily, uh, you know do everything that he wants to do, you know, mm-hmm. like he, he's walking down the steps at the end with Marion and he's like, they don't know what they got there. And, and, uh, Marion says something like, well, I know what I've got here. And right. so it's more like, or so she thought, and he, you know, so by the end of the movie, he's Whoops. like, he's like, all right, I guess I can't do everything. So I'm, you yeah. know, maybe I'll just try to, you know, accept my, these relationships. Maybe but he's become you, a little more grounded by the end of the movie. Would perhaps. you also think that Raiders of the Lost Ark is, uh, it's interesting. Again, I think Last Crusade is such a remake of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's, it's not even See, funny. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark is about faith, right? Because in my opinion, because at the start of the movie, he is all, the, the Ark is just all hocus pocus. It's right. all, and then by the end of it, he, in order to close that's all three of them, though. but all, in order to close, yeah, in order yeah, yeah. to close his eyes mm-hmm. to avoid being like melted away, mm-hmm. he needs to believe that whatever is in the Ark is, is dangerous. And that, right. that there's a thing of, I think there's, it's all about faith. And then the third movie, obviously again, hits the same beats, but does it so much more blatantly that it's. Yeah. Well, I mean, blatant, you can call it blatant, but you can also just say it's different. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, none, none of these, neither of those two movies rather, um, first or third, again, need to clarify that. Um, none of those come off as untrue or corny or forced. Like, cause even his quote unquote faith in the third movie, it's not like he's as as fervent as his father is about like the faith and about finding the Holy Grail and like, you know, all of like the you know, the the devout he, he see I, I get the sense that his father is much more of a spiritual person. Where I feel like his indie is really more of like, if anything, if there's a moral that he or a change of heart is really more about he learns he accepts um 
really more than anything else, not so much faith. It's really more of like accepting what his father was mm-hmm. trying to impart to him. So it's really right. more it, the whole movie is about him and his father. And it's like, a father you know, son movie, right? Right. Raiders right of the Lost Ark is in a father son movie, and you know the way I look at the Last Crusade is at its core a movie about fathers and sons, which is something that Spielberg has has kind of focused on a lot in his career. So it, mm. you know it, it, it was fitting, a fitting yeah. theme for Raiders. Uh, yeah, for, I feel uh, like when, when he's walking through the path at the very end to get to the um, the, the Holy Grail, it's not that he is. He's saying things that his father is also saying. So clearly right. these are things that he was taught as a child. So it's really more than anything else is him coming back to his, his youth and what he mm-hmm. had learned as a kid right. and coming to terms with them. And that's like. why the setup at the, at the beginning of the movie is, is a good setup. I mean, it, it, it has some of the same, it echoes Raiders of the Lost Ark, the, the opening of uh, Crusade with River Phoenix playing a young Indiana Jones mm. at, uh, and, you know, uh, being chased by these, uh, these grave diggers, or not grave diggers, like these other explorers, you mm. know. And uh, it kind of echoes the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then you know, but it also sets up these, you know, this this the theme of father and son, and it pays off at the end of the movie, I think, yeah. pretty well. Where Raiders really isn't, isn't about that kind of stuff, you know. Mm. It's, it's 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 more it's more about just like the it's, adventure it's a, of Raiders it, yeah. is almost a movie about movies. Where, where Crusade is like is like okay, now we have these characters, we have to maybe be a little more serious with the themes. It can't be the same, you know. Temple of Doom was like a movie about. Uh, I don't know all kinds of I think, I all kinds of weird shit. I don't I even say. know what Temple of Doom specifically is about. I just think it just feels so different, and right. I just like that about it. Right, right. I mean, if you and it's it's I didn't really do like the research to find out like what are all the references in uh, Temple of Doom. I feel like it's a movie that's like probably referencing the most uh, of of the kind of movies it's trying right, to ape, you know. Well, you know? I I just well. Well, referencing movies from the 30s and 40s. Well, Last you know. Crusade, I mean, like, I like that opening scene. I actually like River Phoenix's performance a lot. He does a good mm-hmm. job emulating yeah. Harrison Ford. I just don't like how winky that whole sequence is. Like, it's, it's, it's I feel like the movie is yeah, winking so like, hard. This like, is how this happens. This is how this, 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 this is how he gets his win. This is how he gets that. It's just, it, it, exactly. I feel like that. that's a great way to say it. Mm-hmm. Last Crusade is just a little too pat for me. The opening. The whole movie. The whole movie is. It's a little too what? Pat. Pat, where it's like everything's, it's like, what's a good way to describe it? Pandering? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just a little bit too on the nose, a little too cute. Like yeah. it's just like you know, you know, and and it's ob- like obviously it wouldn't all like all the things that happened wouldn't all happen on the same like in the same right, thirty minutes ha- or whatever of his life yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's just you know, but it's it's again, it's like the ton of these movies. There's always been kind of a little bit of a winking tone to you know all right, the Indiana yeah, Jones movies, and that's just the kind of thing that they do. And, and well, I you think know. a better example of how Spielberg could wink mm-hmm. is in Temple of Doom when they get to the sequence where the uh, after he escapes the cave and he's attacked by uh, uh, the uh, the thuggy like soldiers with swords mm-hmm. and he reaches for his gun mm-hmm. like in Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's a famous scene where he encounters a swordsman and he just pops right, his gun and shoots him. Shoots guy, and he, yeah. he, they're setting up that same moment again, but mm-hmm. his gun is in his holster, so right. it's a total, it's a reversal of yeah. the moment you expect. And I think that's a better example of that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's still very weaky because but, but why would Indiana Jones laugh at that moment? He's only laughing because we, as the audience, know what happened before. Yeah, but, but I mean, that's, that's, that's the, the funny thing movie. in like, the chronology. In the chronology of the movie, though, is this, this, this? Yeah, I mean, because this Temple of Doom is supposed to take place before Raiders of the Lost Ark, so it doesn't, right, it, it, doesn't doesn't make, make, it doesn't make sense. Right. The narrative. So it's almost like it's Indiana Jones breaking the fourth wall and winking at the audience. It is. Saying, right. It is. I but remember it, the last like, movie when I shot the guy? I can't do that. But if there's ever because there's no gun in my pocket, if or there's ever a movie that can wink and get away with, it, I think these are the movies that you do that because mm-hmm. it's it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be jokes. It's not supposed to be this hardcore serious like, oh my god, what? 
It's supposed to do that kind of stuff. Well, so that's why that like you said it's interesting. Did you think Temple of Doom was fun at all? I mean, I, I actually do think Temple of Doom is kind of fun. Obviously, you don't agree, Mike, because no. you don't like it at all. But. I think that the I think that the sequel. I think that the movie has a serious pacing problem in the sense that once they get into that set piece that they've built of this of the actual Temple of Doom, right. I think it it slows down to an odd place. Mm-hmm. But I think. I think that that fight sequence of him inside the mine is awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that the part where he swings, like he he uh, he like zip lines down using like the whip into mm. the uh, the mine train. I think the mine train sequence is just phenomenal. Mm. Like how they filmed that, they used miniatures and like yeah. they actually had to construct like that sequence still, and it still looks really good. There like, used to be this show. I think there's still a show. I think it still exists. There's a show called Nova on PBS. Is it right? Nova used to have these, like, every so often they'd have these special effects specials uh, when I was a kid. And I remember Temple of Doom and the, and the chase scene, them talking about it. And that was one of those early on moments in my life where I was like, because wow, I feel like movie special effects are really cool. I just don't feel like the seams show as much on that sequence. But then you look at the sequence uh, in Last Crusade, the, the dog fighting sequence... That looks really fake to me. Like it just. Well, I feel like it doesn't look any more fake than the, the mind sequence to me. Ah, the mind, uh, the mind, so the mind sequence, sequence looks I tangible. Think, they, yeah, right, they didn't use any green screen, so it didn't look as bad. But the mine. I mean, when the mining car goes up on two wheels, it's like, oh, uh, okay, uh, that looks pretty <laughs> fake. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think like so. You're talking about the you're comparing the mind chase sequence in Temple of Doom, which is near the end, to the uh, kind of this middle middle point of Crusade, where they're being chased by. They've escaped out of this blimp, right? They're flying down, uh-huh. and uh, they've got they ended up in a in a car and in, in a this plane has crashed and is chasing them through a tunnel, kind of. And there's that's kind of a green screeny. Well, just there's composite. just that whole sequence doesn't work yeah. for me. So w- when they're in the plane and Sean Connery's like uh, shooting at the plane and he shoots off the tail, the you tail. So yeah, <laughs> I, bad I, news they got us. I mean, so that, you're saying you didn't buy the way that played out and the way it looked. Compared. Just the look of it. I think okay. that I think there's a lot of great uh-huh. beats in there comedically. I uh, yeah, so I, I, I enjoy. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Would you like the bird takedown of the plane? Yeah, I like that too. Or Sean Connery's uh, yeah, on the yeah, beach yeah. and he's uh, he's opening and closing his umbrella and making the <laughs> yeah. Good luck doing seals. that nowadays. You'd have uh, uh, Peta, Peta, whatever that is. Peta, uh, Peta, Peta, Peta from from Hungry Hunger yep. Games. <laughs> Peter Malark would be uh, <laughs> would be just all over that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then I don't know. The I think the rope bridge sequence in Temple of Doom is great. I like. See, I'll agree you, with like, this. Temple of Doom looks awesome. It looks I mean, great. It looks really cool. I mean, even if you, know, you don't like the actual story, what, what, what I like about Temple of Doom is that it spends the most time in the set of the room. Like I feel like the first and third movie, they they lack. They don't spend enough time in the actual ruins. In yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I want to see want more of that. Yeah. And I feel like Temple of Doom did that almost too much, where it's like they kind of, it just, it's weird. Well, they get there. They have when you say in the ruins, you mean like inside the. Right. Like the, so the, the first Inside movie, the magical place they're getting the magical thing, right? Yeah. I feel like the first <laughs> movie and third movie spend a lot of time in chase sequences outside of these ruins. When mm-hmm. for me, that's the most interesting part. The opening sequence where they're going through the, the Mayan ruins or. Peruvian. Peruvian. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, they go through those ruins. That's interesting. And like mm-hmm. all the traps that are in. I'm like, that's cool. I want to mm-hmm. see more of that. And then they spend mm-hmm. a lot of, which I'm sure is because it's probably expensive to build a giant set like that, right? So had you seen any of these movies before? No. no. You hadn't seen any. Were you not listening right. to my confession? Mm-hmm. No, I, I forgot. I understand Temple. I understand something. It's hard to believe that someone hasn't seen Raiders of the Last Ark. That's all. I'm going to move on. Ouch. Well, I mean, I agree with you because, like, 
as a kid, again, if you're making these movies for young boys, which they're they're targeted at, like I find the most enjoyment about all the cool spaces. Like as a kid, like I would explore like rocks and caves yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like yeah. that's like something that you mm-hmm. would. Uh, and, and I think that Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom kind of taps into that. Like mm-hmm. yeah, they, they're they, in a jungle yeah. and they go. There's a secret passageway in the mm-hmm. uh, in the temple with all this like. Cra- there's the crazy traps with the spike the spike mm-hmm. room, which right. I think is, yeah. See, and that's the one thing I say. If anything, I like about Temple of Doom, you know, I'd hate to admit that I like anything about that movie. Um, I think that they had they you had can the, the like set. things about a movie. It's okay. I was just, <laughs> even if you don't like the movie. Uh, and by the way, I've never come close to walking out of a movie, and I was and it was it was wow, it was tough to. Wow. The thing is, for me, I was trying to think what really saves for me Temple of Dooms. It still, I mean, it still holds up as an okay movie for me. And I think it's, Indiana Jones at at his core is a really great character, and it doesn't matter what setting you put him in. But that's he, the thing. I feel like in the first movie he's a chari- he's like a character, and the second movie he's a caricature. He's the guy. It's always oh, you know, yeah, hey, yeah. sweetheart. And I feel like he it's it's Harrison Ford going through the motions. I feel like he just he's picking the stuff that worked the first time, and they just said like, oh, you know what? That's kind of it's almost like the same uh, syndrome as like Breaking Bad. Uh, Jesse's character who starts saying bitch. He mm-hmm. said it once or twice. Everyone mm-hmm. loved it, and then every single episode there was like two or three like. Bitch, and then it got old, and then they had to like phase it out. I just felt like he he started. They, they just said like, oh, you're really good. First at these time things. that analogy has ever been made. I'm sure. I'm sure. I am sure. This is we made history here tonight, boys. Um, I, I just think that yeah, it was it was things he did in the first movie that really worked, and they were like, oh, just do it again, and just say like, hey, sweetheart, and, and roll your eyes at this girl, and then act cool, and it's gonna be fine. And well, I think the big problem is just that really sucks so bad that oh, yeah. any of their relationship, God. and especially as we, we touched on it before, you go from Marion, who I think is just such a great character. I like because. Um, I feel like women either fall into one of two categories. I feel like they fall into like incompetent, oh. like Willie, right? Women in movies. Women, women in movies. Whoa. <laughs> women in these movies. <laughs> women yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Indian, Indiana Jones movies. Please address yes, all your letters you. to Michael Moran. <laughs> oh, God. God. Well, for my last episode, I may as well, you know. Uh, so I, I feel like in movies, they tend to fall into two categories. Either like the, the helpless people, or they're just like, oh, like, like Willie, right? Mm-hmm. They can't do anything. They need like damsels in distress. They need to be rescued. Or. You look at like Trinity in the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Who's just like like this this Bad, action hero, badass. like doing flips and kicks and mm-hmm. landing like in splits and shooting people up, like almost like this perfect action hero. And I feel badass like both with of the them, heart of gold or something, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm just like ah, I don't know. Cool. one of those. I feel like Marion is like a really good. And the same reason why I like I think Indiana Jones. Both characters are imperfect, mm-hmm. and both characters have a lot of daring, but neither one of them are like perfect characters. Mm-hmm. They, and and so this is actually more about the two characters and the characterization of of the heroes is that there's they make a lot of screw ups, they make a lot of mistakes, they, they their plans backfire. And my favorite play, the favorite part of the whole movie is you know she has this skill early on that she can handle a lot of alcohol and she mm-hmm. can outdrink most men, yeah. right? It's a great so they scene. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the opening scene is great yeah. and then when she's up against Bellic in the tent and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I know what she's going to do. She's going to get him drunk and then take off." And then she finds out that, "Oh, this is the wine he grew up with as a child and He's fine. And then right. it, it, I just think that scene is yeah. so funny because the two of them are drunk and then she pulls out the knife and they both start mm-hmm. laughing at it. And then he's just like, ah, just go. I, I I love the fact that like the plan didn't go right at all. And and like for the most, if you think about what she's in in the movie, she doesn't really do a whole lot. She's kind of like just like. Well, she is the, 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 uh, What's it called? Uh, what's the piece called that goes with the Staff of Raw? The- yeah, right. She's, she's one, she's the first stop on his adventure. So, I mean, she's, you know. I feel like it's it's not uncommon to have a character that kind of like tags along after you get to your first, you know, whatever you're the first point on, right, on, right. You know, on the on the plot. And also the scene where she's changing into the white dress was life changing to me as a young. Oh man. yeah, I still yeah yeah. <laughs> the, the, oh, mirror, the, the mirror shot of her like it's weird like. 
the open back. Like that was like that was a huge deal for me. When I, I was, like, I'm sure it was. Old. Like <laughs> I think it was a bra there. Or yeah, no? exactly. And I was like, ho ho ho. It was life changing for Belloc too. Yeah. I mean, you look at his face; he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and that's obviously this problem is she's a character that you actually want to spend time with. Right. Whereas right. with Willie's just oh, so annoying. That, well, the thing about Marion is, is that she is actually integral to the story, right? I mean, and, and Raiders like, she mean, is, and, and well, where, where Willie is just kind of like a character who tags, is, along. tags along and nearly has nothing to do or contribute you know, to the story, which is, which uh, I find, which boggles my mind. I, I don't, I don't really understand how no. they could, they could have this character who, who just, is there just to scream? I mean, and maybe that was the idea. Is like, okay, remember all those those uh, those uh, women in movies that used to just like look at things and scream? Like, there were these great screamers in movies, you know, famous screamers. Well, maybe that's what they were thinking. Like, oh, we need someone who's we can't do the same thing as we did last time. It's got, we can't do a strong woman. We got to do uh, someone who needs Completely to be rescued, like a damsel, helpless. more of a damsel in distress. Well, right? it, it was shocking to me. It, it, you don't pay attention to why stuff and plots don't work when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. But it, I haven't watched Temple of Doom in a long time, and mm-hmm. I just kept on noticing things in it that make no sense from a plot perspective. One, Willie is totally there's no reason for her to be there yeah. ever, yeah, and, no. and that's the big, the first big problem. The second is when he's fighting, like when he finally gets the uh, the the black sleep of Kali like knocked out of him and he becomes good Indiana Jones again. Mm-hmm. When he's like fighting off the bad guys and there's all these thuggy cults like screaming at him, they're only like 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, why aren't they just hop on over there and help out their buddies? Like yeah, what, what, yeah. what's, what's stopping them from like taking out Indiana Jones? The, at this the point? action to me in, in Temple of Doom just isn't, I mean, obviously it's all kind of fantasy stuff, but it's much less believable in Temple of Doom. I mean, it's, I mean, for, mm. for, for you know, the, the first big action, the second action scene of Temple of Doom is them flying out of an airplane in a, in a, the, the plane is going to crash into oh, the, love and that the mountains in the fall. He jumps out of a plane with the raft. I, he's just, I, even as a kid, even as a kid, that scene didn't work for me. I mean, I was you know like, what's funny? Like, just land on the mountain. Just, I, I, I saw, <laughs> I saw like one clip I've seen of Crystal Skull, and a lot of people gave it flack for with the refrigerator scene where he mm-hmm. escapes the explosion, a nuke explosion, mm-hmm. by hiding in a refrigerator, and everyone's yeah. just like, "Oh God!" In real life, that would never happen. Right. I'm like, well. Okay, fine, but then you can't be okay with the raft out of, a, of an airplane well, into a mountain. The cri- like, well, come I on. Mean, I, no, no, it's the I, same the, thing. No, I, no, no, I would, I, I would I buy the raft out of the airplane way before I would buy living, <laughs> surviving I, no, a nuclear wait, plane. I, Sir, then you are a fool. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Mike, I actually agree with you, and I don't want to get into Crystal Skull too much. I no, think no, Crystal Skull is unfairly maligned I, I did for the actually wrong, rewatch it. I, for the wrong reasons. Uh, people, because people, the re- the Indiana Jones movies are not realistic. Right, and they never, yeah, exactly. Th- the problem with Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull is that no one wants to see a 50-year-old Indiana Jones. That's the problem yeah. with C- yeah. Crystal Skull. Or 60-year-old. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, but uh, however, it just, we want the magic so bad that we once had, we can't just accept that we can't have it anymore. Right. And yeah. that's what that's the problem with Crystal Skull. Watching all the- And the sweet- I watched spread. actually all four of these movies back to back. I just got the Blu-rays. And back to and back to back, like, like I watched one each day for four days in a row. Oh, okay, it wasn't and one right after the other. No, no, no. Okay, you and, are uh, human. Okay, yeah. And uh, there is obviously uh, a quality to Crystal Skull that's that it's just it's just missing. I mean, there's there's something about Indiana Jones that uh, he needs to be young. I mean, he's the epitome of masculinity and right. like the masculine ideal, right? So right. if he's old and like feeble, it's right? Just... And he, and he, but he does hold up. I mean, he he for. I mean, you can't say that Ford doesn't uh, play the role, the, the physicality of the role fairly well, even as an older man. I mean, he was he was okay, but I mean, it's just the way he walks, the way he looks. I mean, it's just it's just not the same, it's not right? The same you no, know, there's a very not, consistent yeah. quality to the trilogy, the original '80s movies, where 
it, it, you know, like what, like the first one takes place in 36 and the next one or 38 and then it's 36 and then it's, I forget exactly how it goes. Or is it 36, 34, 38? It's 36, 35, 38. Something, something like that. So, you know, you, you can buy, even though there's a nine year span, eight or nine year span between the beginning of the Raiders of the first movie that was made and the last crusade, you still kind of buy that, you know, there's only a couple years has passed. Right. You know, yeah. right. Harrison yeah. Ford doesn't look that much older. Yeah. And uh, the crystal, by the time you get around a crystal skull, you're like, okay. There's, a, there's it, also the issue. He wouldn't really be doing this at this point. <laughs> there's also the issue of tangibility. The, right. the, the all the three movies, Crusade, Raiders, and Doom, they all feel like you could touch the things that are in it, right. and that's a huge problem with Crystal Skull because that movie, it just doesn't feel like you could touch the things in it. It looks yeah. CG, and it looks it, it, it looks glossy, and it, that's not how Indiana Jones should feel. It should, it should feel, feel dirty, grungy and dirty, and yeah. dirty and grungy, and, uh, and that's the same issue with the Star Wars prequels and all that right. kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. And that I think that hopefully the remedy with the the new Star Wars film coming out better. So let's, yeah. we haven't talked a lot about Last Crusade, so let's get a little bit more into that. Mm-hmm. What 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 Let's talk about what I like about that movie. One, I, I like the Ed trial a lot. I think the, the Ed trial is very cool. Oh, I yeah. think that the, the the part where they do the visual uh, optical illusion where there's no bridge and there is a bridge, I think that's a really cool reveal. It's cool, but it's one. Of, it's a cool reveal for a movie as long as you don't think about it. Oh, you like, can't yeah, think yeah, about you it. Yeah. As long as you're just like, okay, that was all right. That was cool. Yeah. That's cool. But that, that that I think that's a really cool sequence that I uh, I think that whole piece works pretty well. And it has a relentless pace. Last Crusade by far has the most relentless pace out of all of them. It's one action mm. sequence followed by another action sequence. There are more set pieces in Last Crusade than like the other two movies combined. I feel like mm. there's mm. the boat. There's the boat chase sequence. Mm-hmm. There's the, well, first off. There's the opening. The opening. Uh, Circus train. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's the boat chase sequence. Mm-hmm. There is him in the castle escaping. Mm-hmm. There's the then the motorcycle sequence. Mm-hmm. Then there is the flying sequence mm-hmm. out of the zeppelin. Out of the zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Then there is the Oh, missing one. Shank, the, the, uh, the tank sequence. The tank sequence. Mm-hmm. And then there is the fighter, final major set piece mm-hmm. of the trials and then mm-hmm. the, the collapsing of the the uh, the, la- uh, the place where the, the Ark is, is held. And I mean, it's just, again, this is where I'm going back to that frosting analogy. It's like Spielberg's like, oh, you didn't like there was enough action in Temple of Doom? Was it good Get enough? ready. He's like, how about I give you all action all the time? I don't know. But Is I, anyone I complaining about a, lo- a lack of action? Maybe maybe for the first half, but... I don't know. I think I just mean like, you like action? Well, here's more of it. Yes. Right. Buckle in. The, the, but that's, see, that, I, that's the philosophy of Last Crusade. But the thing is, I, I think that Despite that, it didn't feel like the most actiony movie to me because I felt like you had extra, like some other, th- like you explore the relationship between him and his father, which happened they during the action moment. beats. But they do; it does happen, right? Right, it does happen. So as much action as they cram into the movie, they have a lot more character development. And even with uh, what's her name, uh, uh, Doctor Schneider, mm-hmm. Elsa Schneider, Elsa Schneider, Elsa yeah. Schneider, much, like, a much different like, female, you know, much better right. character than obviously well, than Willie Scott. Yeah, Scott. yeah, I like actually I liked her character mm-hmm. a lot, mm-hmm. um, and she's gorgeous. That doesn't yeah. hurt. Um, She's a Nazi, like <laughs> she's well, a Nazi. I mean, it's not. It's not really sure. I mean, she says she doesn't believe in the swastika, so I would say she's actually not a Nazi. She's a Nazi, mm-hmm. and she's uh, meant to be more like. Yeah, we should talk about the villains a little bit, right? She's yeah. she's the villain of the Last Crusade, and uh, well, she's. I think she's a, a gray area. I don't think mm-hmm. she's the the villain villain. I feel mm-hmm. like she is one of the antagonists, but I don't think she's bad. She's not the same as. The, the Nazis, Don, the Donovan character. She's not the same as right as him exactly, but she's not quite good either. Um, and I think like she's got that that. Um, and in many ways, she's very similar to, to Indy, which you know they show the fact they both want to go for the cup, mm-hmm. um, and he's able to kind of step back and let it go, whereas she cannot. Right. Um, but I think like as a character, I think that's like she's like uh, I would say she's like tied with Marion for the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, I'd say no, I'd say she's more interesting. I feel like uh, Marion's pretty much like you see what you see is what you get. She likes indie. She likes you know she's very daring. Mm-hmm. I feel like this woman is a little bit more of like she's twist. She's, she's the femme right. fatale, right? The twist, mm-hmm. and also the fact that like she, you know there's something about her that she really does care about Indiana Jones. She cares about finding the chalice. She cares about like she doesn't want to side with the Nazis, but I feel like she's doing it for her own ends. Um, and just kind of seeing what her own ends are, and the fact that even you know his father says that you know she believed in the the grail, but not in what it, I guess what it represented. Like she wanted it for the glory of it versus the, you know, the, the faith element. I'll tell you something about last crusade for me is, um, it's the movie that I smiled the most while watching, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and I realized that a lot of, uh, of, uh, Raiders is, um, you know, it could probably, maybe it's possible that I've just seen Raiders of the Lost Ark more times than last crusade, but I think it's also possible that, uh, last crusade is, just kind of a, it's meant to be more enjoyable, but I think it's also successfully more enjoyable. There's this scene um, in the middle of the movie on the Zeppelin, which if we're going to talk about Last Crusade. It's there's there's a lot of action in that movie, but I think the scenes in between the action work so much better than anything in Temple of Doom. And for me, the chemistry between Sean Connery, who plays his father, and Harrison yeah, Ford, I agree. is terrific. And you can watch this scene of them on on a Zeppelin where they're sitting there. You know, they finally kind of have a breath. A moment to breathe, and they're talking to each other about what their next steps are in this in this in this uh, story, and uh, they're able to actually talk about their relationship a little bit. And there's this moment where Harrison Ford, you know, it's it's a little bit you know, a little bit cheesy, where he's like, "You never talk to me, Dad," et cetera, et cetera. He's like, "Talk," and he's like, "Yeah," but then the way they play it and the way the the way it's written, it's actually very good. You know, Sean Connery's like, "All right, talk," but you know, it's witty, it's emotional, it's It's, funny. It's just it's just it's just really well done. And like just the look on Sean Connery's face, you could see why this guy was. I mean, he's kind of retired from acting years ago, uh, and uh, but you know, I'm kind of forgetting how how. Good of an actor, Sean Connery could be in the right role, and this was yeah. a really good role for Sean Connery. I, I and, I, and I, just real quick, I'm, let me jump in because I think I know you, you criticized earlier that relationship being very cheesy. And the one thing I will say that works against it, and I think it is at the script level, is the fact how many times Indiana Jones says "dad." Yes, mm-hmm. he says "dad" yeah. almost every single line, and he doesn't right. have to. You say it once or twice in the movie, and then it's more about like, "Hey, come on, I don't need to." You know, he's like, "Come on, dad, let's go, dad, let's go do over here." Hey, dad, it didn't it's, bother me. It's well, it, bothered, it bothered me a lot, and I felt like that was the the one. That if I had any criticism of that relationship, maybe that's what bothers you so well, much. What, what I wanted to get to though is there's it's not just Connery; it's also Ford, and I feel like. His acting, I mean, it's this might be hyperbole, but I think his acting in Last Crusade was his best actor nomination worthy, in my opinion. I mean, it, I know it's, I'm sorry, but I mean, it's it's really good. I mean, Harrison Ford, it, this is a tricky role to play. Indiana Jones can't be played by Tom Selleck. I'm sorry, Tom Selleck was the one who was originally cast. And if you've seen screen tests of him, it's just, he's not a bad actor, but it would not not have been uh, the iconic character that we need the wry, charming nature. Yeah. Um, And his reaction to Sean Connery in that scene where he's, you know, just like, he's got, he's got a way of reacting to people where he just, it's like he he can't find the words and the way he smiles and kind of, it's just, it's just perfect. Like his reaction to Sean Connery is perfect. And it's just, that's one of those moments that really kind of like forms the, the, the core of the last crusade. It makes it a really good movie. And he has that same kind of charm in, in Raiders. I mean, it really works uh, in a lot of scenes, you know, like this, the, the, his first meeting with Marion. I feel like he's got a real, you know, he really knows how to play the, um, you know, I'm coming here to offer you something. I know we had this thing. And, you know, he just really knows how to play Indiana Jones in every scene to maximum effect. And I think in Last Crusade, he's really kind of polished it. 
And uh, in totally my, agree, my yeah. you no, know, in my opinion, he was just you know, really good, really, really good. As well, yeah, he's I, the only guy that could play a like, really great performance. He's, a, he's, he's really well cast. I, yeah, I think if they had cast someone else, you wouldn't have had a trilogy of movies. This would have been you know come and gone. I think uh, much like Star Wars, I feel like he's one of the reasons for the success of it. I think if mm-hmm. it, it's his person, if you cast anyone else, it's just a different, just a different movie, different character, different feel, a uh, different level of success. One thing I will say about Harrison Ford, I noticed. Is he has like this, I saw it twice, there's probably more times where it happens, where he has this really comical, like sad face that's almost mm-hmm. like, what are you doing with your face? It's the first one I noticed is when he's in the spike room in Temple of Doom and he's yelling through the hole where he's like, we're going to die. And he makes it's this like, like really <laughs> sad, like where his mouth goes completely like upside down you. Yeah. And this really like frown, like <laughs> we're gonna die, sad face. Yeah. And then like when he's on the side of the tank, about to get smushed against the roof, he's like, "Oh no, sad face." <laughs> and it's like so, it's like so goofy that I'm like, "Harrison Ford, it's a new what Indiana Jones meme right here with the giant white letters, sad face." <laughs> <laughs> I gotta grab stills from it because it's like it's absurd looking. I'm like, "What are you doing, man?" Yeah, Didn't well, the director look through the camera when this is happening? Like, okay, we gotta redo that, I, Harrison. What? What was going on with that face, man? When your lead actor is hanging off the side of a tank, you don't redo. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. But looking through a hole in the rock, I think you could redo. But it's it's, you know it's here nor there. Um, So, what is your favorite set piece of any of the three films? Oh, by far the uh, truck chase sequence in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I think because it has the most relevance to the actual plot of the movie. I mean, it's like everything in. You know, um, you, you could argue that the tank, the tank chase in Last Crusade, I think, is pretty good. I think the mind chase sequence in, in Temple of Doom is fine, um, but but the but that truck chase sequence in Raiders of the Lost Ark is just so well oiled and so well put together. Uh, the music uh, is, is the music in that scene is probably the best uh, musical moment I, I think in the entire uh, trilogy. Uh, the way it builds up, and uh, I think just uh, there's not a lot, there's almost no dialogue in that scene. I mean, it's just like. It represents everything I think that these movies are trying to do within like a ten minute sequence. No, I, I agree. That is an awesome sequence, and it and it comes at a point in the movie where you think it's almost run out of gas. Like for a normal movie, you're like, oh, we already had some big moments. We had the, the snake sequence. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of really interesting stuff happen, and a then really all of a sudden, great fight scene right a, before this. We had a really good fight scene mm-hmm. by before, and you had the scene with the you talking about the scene on the plane. And the scene on the plane, yeah, where, uh, you know. but. Uh, but then you get this really (laughs) crazy sequence that just keeps on building on itself it's a a great example of great action filmmaking because the scene keeps on escalating Mm -hmm. and it's cool to see our hero kind of think on a fly about how he's going to get out of situations Mm -hmm. and how he's going to kind of recover Mm -hmm. which is why I think that the tank sequence is less interesting because he gets out of his perilous moment by not doing anything which Uh, I don't like uh, the person which perilous moment you're talking about well he's about to be crushed into the side of the oh right well that's one of that happens many all the time. I mean, that happens in the a movie, lot of places, <laughs> and then the other movies too, where he kind of gets he gets bailed out by somebody else, which is fine. I, I would and agree with you on that. Like it's it is it is better when a character actually determines that. You but know, I mean, you think about well, okay, when he's lucky, but when he's stuck in the spike room and, and Willie of all people has to rescue him, like mm-hmm. and other, other scenes, like I mean, it does happen in other parts of the movie. There's maybe, gotta be maybe two not. dead people in here, surfers. So I think. Favorite set piece for me, I think, is and I had to think about it because. I like, oh man, this is really tough. I really like the set of the first, of the third movie when they're in Venice and they're going like the underground tomb, and even mm-hmm. like the set, like the end where they're going through like the Holy Grail area. But I think like I gotta say the openings, opening set of the first movie of going through the Mayan ruins, like, mm-hmm. it's just something about the vines and like the hidden trap and like the stones in the floor, mm-hmm. and even just the, the whole scene where he's trying to he's trying to switch out the, the weight of the bag. Like mm-hmm. that set, I feel like is the most. 
uh, just like uh, nuanced, maybe the most iconic and, scene for sure. Right? Right, it's like the one, the one you've yeah, seen, yeah. you know, referenced in, in other. I think that reason that takes the cake for me. I do love the mind sequence. I, I'm a big fan of that mind sequence. Oh, I think it's so, really well hey, done. Well, then explain to me how like half a gallon of water can go through an underground magma <laughs> pool and still have enough inertia and volume to get through. I don't want to really... get into the mechanics of that because like, you can't. No, be, because for you all can't. the for all the movies. <laughs> I know, I work. know, I know, but but like. That first sequence feels like a self-contained short film. Like you could, yes. you could literally mm-hmm. end it with him mm-hmm. getting out past the boulder, and that would be a good movie. Like, and I like how, like how many turn, like everybody betrays him. He keeps getting to, like, oh, the next guy's gonna backstab, yeah. and then his loyal companion turns around and backstab. Like, mm-hmm. and then at the end, Bella gets the relic. The relic. Like, yeah, yeah. And it, and I just the way that the lighting of that scene is amazing. It's just a very competent. It's a very well shot sequence. A very competent scene. <laughs> they, they didn't screw it up. Spielberg is a very competent director. <laughs> He's, yeah. He's drinkable. Was, let's yeah. just lavish him with praise. Let me uh, <laughs> let's talk about a couple of finer things as we start to get uh, wind down here. One, the score. We need to talk about probably one of the most iconic scores of yeah. all time. Yeah. John Williams was. Uh, I mean, he was amazing. He. he uh, what a streak he had with like you know um, Star Wars and ET and Close Encounters and Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, but damn, this move, this I mean, this score is good, guy. Yeah. Like it's Super- really yeah, good. Superman. It's- I mean, it's just he he was so good at making the most hummable, uh, yes, and exciting yes. themes to listen. to. It is know. so hummable. Like yeah. and it's oh, we were doing it recognized. actually at the opening of the podcast. We couldn't help ourselves. We yeah, were doing right. it, you know, it's instantly recognized. I used yeah. to play. Uh, I used to play piano as a kid. I don't know if you guys ever played an instrument, oh, but I, I used to insist that things you don't want to admit. I used to insist ever for every lesson I had to learn a little bit of a John Williams tune. So I, I used to know the whole Raiders March on the piano. <laughs> so. I, and as much as I like it, though, I will like for me, it, it is a little bit like if there's cheesy moments for me, it's when the song swells and it's like hero music. Da, 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 and it's, yeah. you know, like, okay. Yeah. Well, I forgive it. I forgive it for its transgression. I think that's the joy of this movie. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Again, it's, if it's, anything, the score, I like the most. Um, actually, there's, okay, it's two moments. Well, one moment and just in general, I like the third movie score a lot better. Like, I just think that there's a lot, like, just cooler thematic elements. Maybe I just noticed it more. Mm-hmm. There's just certain chords that struck me more than other ones. I um, have both soundtracks on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the well, third movie. Just called records. <laughs> yeah, and both soundtracks. Um, so I, I like the third the third movie's music the best. But I think it's really interesting, like just music from a musical standpoint, when they are traveling uh, to the east, mm-hmm. and the western indie theme goes from like western, it shifts into like an eastern um, mm-hmm. scale. And it's like very, it's like very subtle. But it's and I, uh, my girlfriend actually pointed out. I didn't even notice it. We went back and like had she seen these movies either? No. Oh my god. Oh no, wait, she saw one of them. I'm not sure which one. Uh, she didn't watch the second two with me, just the first. I'm not sure which one she had seen. Um, but uh, it yeah, was so, it wasn't Raiders of the Lost Ark. It wasn't Raiders, and I, I, I hope to God it wasn't Temple of Doom. I, it's probably Crusader. See, I'm really Crusader. glad Last Crusade, Crusade exists. Rather. I mean, even even if it was kind of fan service because. It, it was a I really. Too. I don't I mean, dislike the movie. It's a it's really, just... It was a really good way for them. And let's, if we could just pretend that Crystal Skull never was never made. I mean, it's a really good way to go out. I mean, I feel like it ends. It kind of caps that character off in for a really sure. nice way. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, um, can I have? This is a minor plot question that I never understood in mm-hmm. Last Crusade, and it's not even. A, it's just I want to understand something. Mm-hmm. So when they're choosing the goblets at the mm-hmm. end. Um, I always assumed that the Nazi girl, I can never remember her name. Elsa. Elsa purposely gave the dude the wrong oh, yeah. cup. Yes. But if that's the case, then after she gives him the wrong yes. cup, how does she not know what the right cup is? Um, I don't think so. So if she knew what the wrong was, how does she know what the right one is? I don't know, but I, I think it was pretty obvious what the wrong, for, at least to her, what the right, I mean, 
what the wrong one was supposed to be was was obviously not going to be some elaborate crazy, yeah maybe crazy she cup. right 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 i feel like she just picked a random mm-hmm. one and gave, so you can take it one of two ways from me i think either she knew it purposely and 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 that if that's the case then yeah what you say creates a problem or it could just be that she read a random one and was like hey let's just see we'll see what happens and mm-hmm. if this you know if it works doesn't work whatever but no, i think it was pretty clear like just the way they film it especially watching it this time like there's there's looks between her and indiana jones right. he knows what she's doing yeah. she knows yeah. what she's doing I'm going to make him choose the wrong class. Also, I learned in this film that if you nearly for God, you need to follow it up with a front somersault yeah. when praying. I mean, do you not do that? Is that not I, what you... I wasn't aware that was proper praying <laughs> procedure. Oh, yeah. And now people know... <laughs> I like how he just adds the, uh, the somersault in I guess you haven't been to church in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't see the people like, get down there and yell and do a front somersault. It makes it really awkward in the pews, I'll tell you yeah, what. The like, pews are much wider these days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of flipping going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean... Kind of closing this out, these are obviously important movies. Like yeah, these are so. these are movies that I think that they capture a certain sense of adventure and joy that every and again it sounds sexist that every boy has like all always experienced. Like mm-hmm. every boy has wanted to dress up like Indiana Jones after seeing this movie. Like <laughs> yeah, it's hard yeah. not to feel that way. Like this little boy did end up yeah. dressing. This fully grown man kind of wants to do it. So <laughs> no, but not. like and the fact that it could somehow tap into that base sense, it, it's clear that Spielberg has captured something there. And then and I and in rewatching these. I was I was impressed by a couple of things. One, I was impressed by how good they still look. I think they all still look pretty damn good. It's I think there I think there, so much, I think there are overall, seams. Yeah. I think I can see the seams, but I was really yeah. impressed by just how the movies are both shot and just how they're yeah. structured, uh, yeah. how they look visually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second thing is, I was uh, kind of amazed by how willing I was to over- forget total plot holes while watching movies as a nine-year-old because there's a lot of stuff that t- doesn't really add up from scene to scene, course, but I'm willing yeah. to overlook them. So that's, I guess, my final That's the thing. thing. I think, like, yeah, and for me, I think I always come down hard on movies because I'm like, uh, you know, I like films. I like these, like, really, you know, think pieces or very deep things or something with, like, that has some kind of truth to it. Or um, and, and I think a lot of times like, we, you know, we get, even last week, uh, two weeks ago, when we watched uh, True Romance and I was just like, no, no, no. Um, this movie, I, I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because it's supposed to be fun. Um, I, I I was able to turn off the overthinking part and just kind of enjoy it for what it is and not look too deep into like you know and be entertained by it, you know, which I I, I don't think I often do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think part of it's probably Harrison Ford's charm. I think it's it's probably the the the, in, the innate child wanting to go around explore ruins and get treasure, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. So yeah. I want to say, if I have to have a final word about these movies and you why do. they work so well for me is that Indiana Jones is a character that uh, takes a lot of pleasure in what he does. And I feel like we enjoy watching characters that actually really, you know, whether they're good or bad, we really enjoy watching characters who who uh, are able to communicate how much they love doing what they do. Like in, the, in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the look on his face when he's has the bag of sand and he's, he's trying to weigh it against the idol that he's about to steal. Uh, there's a look on his face in the truck chase sequence after he has elbowed kind of one of the Nazis out the door. He has kind of this he's grin. Like, ha, you know, yeah. in Last Crusade, he could just, his sense of excitement when reading through his father's notes. Yeah. I mean, and even Temple of Doom, there's still, you know, it's not, not there as much, but there's still this like... Uh, kind of quality you know the way just his swagger the way he kind of adjusts his hat like how relaxed he is in the plane after just after just you know almost being poisoned to death i mean there's a way that he's like kind of just way he rolls with the punches the way he enjoys what he does i think that's what kind of makes indiana jones such a great character 
you know, overall. And I think that's why, um, you know, you could take this character the way you could still take James Bond as a character and put him into any, any different kind of movie, and it would still be an entertaining movie. Now, that said, Raiders of the Lost Ark, for me, just he happened, we happen to have this great character in a great movie, and I think that's why Raiders, for me, really holds up as the best. And, and you know, I'm, I'm glad the other two are made. Um, you know, I think if I had never seen La- uh, Temple of Doom, I might agree with Mike and think, what is this movie? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's enough nostalgia there for me to say that, uh, you know, I enjoyed Temple of Doom, Last Crusade. I'm really glad for me it holds up pretty well because it meant a lot to me growing up. And Raiders, masterpiece. <laughs> oh, and real quick, I overlooked something. Uh, one of my favorite set pieces is the journal of his father. Yeah, the other first movies I wish they had more, like mm-hmm. a book and ancient text of like hand drawn. No- <laughs> I have this thing for notebooks and sketchbooks that people have. Like they never look in real, like as cool in real life as they do in a movie. But right. like that journal looked. So, I mean, the, the leather cover, like the yeah. uneven pages, and all the drawings <laughs> and the notes. The sc- like, man, yeah. We need to give Mike a leather uh, bound book. For I have birthday. one. I have one. And oh, it's not do? even remotely cool, okay. as cool as this. It is cool, but it's not as cool as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there again, it's like that that joy of seeing like old artifacts and yeah. papers and diagrams mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So, and, and uh, final note, like if you've ever been on the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland, have you ever been on that ride? Hmm. Wait, How? which one? Is it the, the mine car one where yeah, you fly over the amusement park? Okay, so. <laughs> I think I have. I'm trying to think what. Uh, in Disneyland, there's an Indiana Jones ride called, it's called Indiana Jones, the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. And it might be my favorite <laughs> Indiana Jones movie. You can actually get to be a part of, you could be in the movie and like it's Harrison. I'm assuming Harrison Ford's in it, or uh, he's yeah. as an animatronic, yes. But oh, like, oh, I mean, and, and this ride came out in '94, so kind of. So, but like, and I'm sure that the technology is probably dated at this point. But like the, uh, yes, Sorry. that uh, yeah, yeah, Harrison Ford is popping. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing the robot here. <laughs> no, but like the queue, the uh, the the line for that ride is a temple, and there are puzzles and clues yes, I, as you as you go down that you can figure out. There's a language that you can decipher. Like if you oh, pull, wait, what? Yeah. So if you like pull like a rope, like it causes something else to move down the line. Like it's the coolest line you've ever Maybe seen. Maybe I haven't been on and, this. And that totally taps into that. And the vehicles are like these haven't. Jeeps and you, it's, we should all just go Universal on that ride Universal Studios together. used to have like the Indiana Jones, like a stage That's, adventure. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So what, what's thing. the thing? Sorry, I mean, this is not for the podcast, but isn't there a ride where you kind of have like a brand, you can go one of three ways and it's like. It, 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 that isn't that ride. Yeah. I, okay. So I've been on that one and it's like, it's like. It was a lot more faster than I thought it was going to be, and like it, it gets really still, and you're like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then all of a sudden, it just shoots out of the thing, and you make a weird face and take a picture of you making a weird face. So what we're saying is, if you want to see the best Indiana Jones movie, you have to go to Disneyland. I think it's a <laughs> it's a phenomenal attraction yeah. because it captures what's so much fun, and you get to be a part of it. But yeah, anyway, okay. closing it out. Uh, I don't want to be a part of the movie. Uh, <laughs> Come on. But you want to watch a child be a part of the movie. But you don't want to be a part of the movie. Yeah. Close out this episode. If you want to find us on the web, you can do so at facebook.com slash reviewed podcast, uh, contact at reviewpodcast.com, and you can, our website is uh, reviewedpodcast.com. Uh, Mike, mm. where can people find you on the internets? Uh, you can find me at mikemirandi.com or at mikemirandi on Twitter. David. Uh, David Glanz, G-L-A-N-Z on Twitter and DaveGlanzProductions.com. And you can find me at, uh, at Ivan Kander, that's K-A-N-D-E-R on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Lucky Night Studios. This is my portfolio, and I write for a website called Short of the Week. I will Short be I will be representing <laughs> Short of the Week in Brooklyn. Uh, if you, for some reason, want to go, if you get this in time, uh, uh, at a film shop conference called the Film Shop Labs, and you can see me talk in person. So 
that would be awesome. Your dreams can come true. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just being an auditory experience, you could get the get full. Get the visual, too. And let me tell you, you're and, missing out. Let me tell you, it's going to get worse. So, um, <laughs> And hopefully he will not have lost his voice. Yeah. I apologize for that. Uh, for that. So, yes, in next episode, I believe, Mike, what are we going to be watching? Um, I've already <laughs> forgotten. What did we say? What We're going to we be watching on? Speed, a film Speed. directed by uh, John DeBont. Uh, Jan de Bond or John de Bond? Jan de Bond. This is uh, like more a consensus pick. It's not on my list of things I really wanted to see, but it's good for a summer movie. It's, it's a, good. Summer yeah, we are in summer movie season. Do you feel forced into uh, this? No, movie? not forced. I, I think it's appropriate. I think, I think you're going to like it. I think it's a good movie. I think you're going to enjoy it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm actually excited to watch Speed again. <laughs> so that'll be the next yeah. film. Uh, and until next okay. time, uh, do you want to give me another Sean Connery? Uh, close out, oh, David. Sean Connery. We got we got a, we got a taste of it earlier. I, I uh, wanna... Sean, uh, my impression of Sean Connery is actually from Finding Forrester. Okay, <laughs> you're the man now, dog. <laughs> you're the man now, dog. Have you seen my new movie, Finding Forrester? Oh, the bat. I'm going to illuminate these creatures. We name the dog Indiana. All right, ready to do this? I guess ready. so. Ready. Okay. No, 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 no. All right, get it out of your system. Let's go. It's late, I know. You were like, let's start early, and here we are starting at nine. Okay. Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of... Oh, fuck you, buddy. Continue. Continue. What was that?